Hey everybody, welcome to the Sharpening Report. I hope uh, you are having a great week, and I'm really glad to be talking with you today. I, of course, am your host, Josh Peck. We have some really exciting guests uh, coming up for you in the very near future. Uh, Judd Burton is going to be returning. We also have uh, a couple of new people, some familiar faces. Uh, so be looking forward to those interviews coming very soon. In the meantime, I've been wanting to implement more Sharpening Report episodes uh, purely by request. Quest, uh, because you guys have said that you like these kinds of things, uh, when it's just kind of me being my own guest, where I, I'm providing you with a teaching. Now, if you really like that format, I do more of those on another show I have here on dailyrenegade.com uh, called JPD Weekly. Now, that's typically more around stuff that I think would help in discipleship. Uh, and, you know, it, it still has to do with things like what we're talking about today. We're going to be uh, talking about how we as Christians can handle certain specific aspects of the alien question. For example, today we're going to be talking about water world exoplanets. You know, it seems like every time an exoplanet is discovered, it's big news, and we as Christians are left to wonder how to respond to it. And many Christians, unfortunately, have a knee-jerk response where it's just like, you know, oh, oh, well, they're, they're, they're not going to find anything on it. Or, or, you know, it's just the responses are, are lacking, you know, and I, I think that we can do a better job. Uh, but specifically, have you realized that um, they're really looking for water worlds? You know, they really want to find water out there. You know, there's an there's actually an ancient connection here to water and to false gods and chaos. And so we're going to be talking about that and, and those connections. So that, that's the kind of stuff that I like talking about um, here. There, there is actually a biblical context for this water world idea, uh, this water world exoplanet idea. It's, it's basically a land or a world somewhere out there that's full of water or full of full of chaos. Uh, the ancient Near East religions all had this idea. You can even find it in the Bible in terms of Leviathan. So um, I wanted to discuss some of that. There's a lot more information than we're going to be able to get into in this episode uh, that you can find in me and Derek Gilbert's book, The Day the Earth Stands Still, skywatchtvstore.com if you want to pick that up. Um, but uh, I'll, I'll get into some of that a little bit later. But the, the hunt for exoplanets, and, and if you're not familiar with that term, it basically just means a planet that exists beyond our solar system. The hunt for exoplanets has been heating up the past few years, uh, really the past decade. Scientists have been interested in other star systems containing new and exotic planets for quite some time, but recent discoveries have sparked an increase in curiosity and in some cases an increase in the hope for discovering extraterrestrial life. We as Christians need to kind of contend with these questions uh, and, and even hypothetical situations such as what if they actually do detect life? What, what does that mean for us? What would we say about that? Are we just going to say it's demonic and leave it at that? Or are we going to have uh, more informed, a uh, more informed opinion? Are we going to, are we going to show our hand and show that it's obvious we have only thought about it shallowly in the past five minutes of hearing some new discovery? Or are we going to make it obvious that we've actually given this quite a lot of thought and we have very good reasons for the opinions that we hold? Because I can tell you from personal experience, if we just stick with the whole, it's just demons answer, even if that's true, if we just stick with that answer and we don't know how to develop it, 
it's not going to be adequate. You're not going to get anybody saved that way. And you're certainly not going to disciple anyone that way. And I say that I know from personal experience because early on uh, in my life, my uh, childhood, my teen years, my young adulthood, I always had questions about aliens and UFOs and how it fits in with a biblical worldview, and I was given those shallow answers. Josh, don't you know that this is just all demons? Uh, and, I, and the questions weren't taken very seriously. Well, because of that, I looked for answers in other areas, and I got heavily entrenched in New Age and about ruined my life over it. So it's, it's really important, because I'm, I'm pretty confident that at the time, if, <coughs> excuse me, at the time, if I had known about, <coughs> say, L.A. Marzulli or something, if I, if I had known um, that there was giants in the Bible and Nephilim and that it connects with this alien question and it at least provides some kind of answer that we can, we can look into and see, see if it's, uh, you know, true, see if it's, it's biblical. If I, if I were, if I was aware of these options within Christianity, within the Bible, I would have had no reason to go into new age. Now, of course, I was very spiritually immature, so I went into it for other reasons as well, but that contributed to it. So when, when we get more and more official disclosure uh, announcements, and it's and they are coming. We've already been getting them since 2018, uh, which me and Derek's book actually predict, and we have a film out right now at dailyrenegade.com that gives, goes into detail about that prediction. Um, I'll get into some more information on that a little bit later, but uh, with 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 knowing how to talk about these, we can we can properly keep keep people in the areas of study that's not going to lead them down dangerous paths. If we just slough it off and say it's just demons and then we're showing our own ignorance on the matter, people are going to look for you got to you got to know you're representing Christianity, you're representing Christ. When you treat somebody like that and give them an answer like that, they see it as this is what Christianity says. This is what the Bible says. Just like whenever you see some lunatic leftist on the news saying or doing something stupid, you we all think that that's what leftism is, right? So it's the same thing. We as human beings do that. That's why it's so important that we represent Christ well, that we represent Christianity well, and that we take these questions seriously because they're important to people. And they, they have every right to ask these questions. Uh, it is very fleshly, humanly, and prideful to not take that seriously, to, ju- to just kind of slough it off and say, well, well, don't you know that that's just, that's, that's just demonic tricks? Don't you know that? Okay, that may be true, but how do you know? Well, Josh, you just got to take it on faith. Don't you have any faith? You know, it's it's not gonna it's not gonna work. So if, if our heart is really to keep people in Christianity and to get people in, uh, we need to not treat people um, disrespectfully like that. If they have a question, then it's worth our time to try to find an answer. And a big question, especially since religions are being built around this, a big question is the uh, uh, having to do with extraterrestrials and UFOs and all those things. So we as Christians need to know how to handle that. That's why me and Derek wrote the day the earth stands still. That's why I'm doing this video uh, and why, why I've done other videos on JPD Weekly. You, you can go to dailyrenegade.com right now and there are three, I think, videos. Um, actually, several more if you go into the back catalog, but there are three recent videos on this topic because news keeps breaking about this and we're going to keep getting headlines. We're going to keep getting official disclosure announcements. And every time it happens, the world looks to the church to see what we have to say. 
And I'm telling you, and you know it as well as I do, they are ready to mock. They are ready to disparage anything we say. So do we want to provide them with the ammunition? Or do we want to show them, no, we actually do know what we're talking about. And believe it or not, we're more informed than you are because we've spent the time uh, learning these things. And we don't want to be prideful about it. We don't want to show off and, and you know, be jerks about it because that'll just have the opposite effect. But we need we need to... We need to decide within ourselves, do we want to show off and be prideful or do we actually want to humble ourselves and get people saved and get people to stay in Christianity, give them those strong roots instead of just the seed that is thrown to the rocks and the birds come and pick it up? Uh, you know, the parable of the sower. Do, do we, we, we need to make that decision because if we are in a place of spiritual immaturity where we want to use these things to show how smart we are, then you may as well not even you 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 got you got to get right with God. You you need to get that taken care of before you go out and and preach the gospel to anybody. Uh or or before you try to tackle these issues if they come up. If they do come up and if you're in that state, then you need to just tell people I don't know. You need to just you need to get used to saying and we all need to get used to this because there are areas that I don't know, you know, and I have to just say that. We all need to get used to saying I don't know right now, but that is a great question, and uh, I really look forward to you know one of us coming up with an answer or or searching this out further or talking about it. Let's talk about it. What what do you think? And whatever thing they say about it, even if it's nuts, let them talk and and actually hear them out. You know, you don't have to agree with them, but but hear them out. Treat them like a human being because I'll I'd be willing to bet. If you're honest with yourself, there was a time that you held some pretty nutty views too. So uh, I think that if we have that humility, we'll have a lot better success, um, not only making disciples, making Christians, but also discipling people already in Christianity. Because as we know, salvation is just the beginning. We don't get people saved and then just leave them. Um, we have to, we got to disciple them. We got to stick around. Uh, you don't want to be an absentee spiritual parent, right? So uh, we got we got to stick around. We got to know how to disciple them further. So that that's why I wanted to talk about um, this question of ET life, and and specifically with the question of uh, water worlds with with exoplanets, because th- those headlines keep coming up, and they're going to keep coming up. So it's important we know how to talk about it now. Um, with again with every new headline there's an increase in the hope for discovering extraterrestrial life people really hope for this people really wish for it and we can't just take the stance well that's stupid because it's actually good news because it tells that they are hoping for something greater than themselves that is uh good news because that's some soil that you can plant the harvest in and it might actually grow so if they're looking for something bigger than themselves and you might think that that's stupid to think about aliens in that way, but think about it from an unbeliever's perspective. Uh, they probably know more about aliens than they do about God in the Bible. That might not be the case for you, but that doesn't mean that's that's the same for everybody. Uh, there are there are wildly popular shows like Ancient Aliens that are that's, that's filling people's heads with stuff, and they don't know how to even think any differently. So we need to lovingly uh, be their caretakers and help them in that. You know, we, we need to not abuse them because they're doing something or thinking something in the wrong way. Uh, we need to lovingly take care of them and, and raise them up in the faith if they're willing to accept it. Uh, so with the extraterrestrial stuff and the exoplanet stuff, the way that scientists handle this, um, 
In order to know which exoplanets might harbor life, scientists are searching for the holy grail of exoplanetary research, which is water. Now, we have a fair grasp of what is in our own solar system. The possibility of abundant liquid water is slim in our own solar system. There's some candidates, uh, but they're very few. So recently, NASA announced the first confirmation of uh, evidence supporting the existence of water on Mars via spectral detection. I say recently, it was a few years ago, but it's still fairly recently. Now, with that fascinating observation, it, it only confirms the presence of water, not the quantity or whether that quantity is enough to support life. There are other candidates, such as Europa, one of Jupiter's moons, on September 26, 2016, NASA posted a press release stating that the Hubble telescope predicted possible water plumes erupting on Europa. Europa has a uh, global ocean with twice as much liquid as Earth's oceans. However, it exists underneath a layer of extremely cold and hard ice of unknown thickness. So it's long been theorized that there could exist a large amount of habitable water under that frozen crust of Europa. And if this is the case, there might be enough liquid water to actually support life. There could be sea life down there. And if it's ever discovered, how are we as Christians going to respond to that? Are we going to say that's the work of the devil? Are we going to say that's a lie? NASA didn't discover anything, in which case you're not going to be taken seriously whatsoever. And uh, you may as well not even be, you, you may as well not even try to evangelize anybody at that point. Um, if, you, if you can't at least be, you know, you can have your own beliefs and opinions. Um, but if you are going to force those on other people, you are going to make it sound like if people don't agree with your opinion, then they can't be Christian. That is a line you don't want to cross because that is something that we will have to answer to God for someday. We all are going to have our, our time in front of the throne and we're going to have to talk about some of the things that we said, all of the things that we said in our lives. And how are you going to explain that? Uh, that, that is not a conversation I would like to have. So it's best that we learn now be forgiven, learn now, and not make that mistake. Um, we don't want to lift our own opinions as high as Scripture itself. Uh, actually, in the Dead Sea Scrolls, the ancient Essenes considered that idolatry. They considered the Pharisees idolaters because they held their own opinions of the Scripture uh, as high as or even higher than the Scripture itself. So we don't want to make that same mistake, but it is in human nature to do that kind of thing. We don't want to be idolaters in that area. All right, now, as of now, um, there's no direct and clear evidence of life on Europa or anywhere else in the solar system. But that's as of now. That could change any day. And actually, a lot of way, a lot of a lot of the way that these discoveries are made and the way that they're announced, a lot of times scientists will will know about the discovery months in advance before it's announced because they want to confirm it. They don't want to announce something uh, and be wrong and and then have to backtrack on that. You know, they they want to be careful. But the bigger the announcement, the longer typically they know about it before it's announced. It's possible, possible that some type of microbial or, or even maybe more complex life has already been discovered and it's it just hasn't been announced yet because um, they want to confirm it. They want to make sure it can't be anything else. That kind of thing can take time. So it's, it's actually possible 
you know, kind of unlikely, but it, it's possible that uh, life has already been discovered, and we just we just don't know about it yet. Now, there's other contenders, uh, but from you know about about you know, possible areas of life uh, outside of Earth. But from what we understand about our solar system, it's an unlikely place to harbor complex extraterrestrial life of any kind. Just just the universe in general. Most other planets are simply uninhabitable in our own solar system. Others have slim possibilities, but so far nothing to get overly excited about, and not enough evidence. Uh, to warrant ex um, e expensive exploration, because we have to keep in mind that it costs a lot of money to do that stuff. So scientists have expanded their efforts beyond our solar system in hopes of finding a truly habitable world. But what if they do discover a habitable world? What if they find life? How do we as Christians think about something like that? And, and in reality, that's the purpose of shows like this and our role as Christians today. We need to properly teach people truth in all areas, plus teach them how to learn truth and separate it from lies, because lies are incredibly easy to believe. Typically, human beings want to believe lies because they're more convenient. Now, they're not really more convenient, but it seems like they are. We, we do Now, we do that, that, that separation of truth from lies and, and through discipleship and stuff. We do all of that extensively at dailyrenegade.com. And we certainly hope that you'll go there and become a member. If you get a monthly or yearly membership, you'll have full access to my newest film uh, called What Comes Next that deals with how Christians should look at the UFO disclosure movement that's been opening up more and more in our government today. Your kids are having to deal with this right now and they have questions about it. We need to know how to talk to people about this, including our own families. This is a truly historic moment. It will be known as the Abraham Accord. Ever since the news broke of the peace agreement between Israel and the United Arab Emirates, many Christians have been wondering what it all means. Is it significant? Is it momentous and historic? Or could it even be prophetic? Most importantly, after this, what comes next? Everybody said this would be impossible. Now, that film, as of right now, it's only for paying members, so you need a monthly or a yearly membership. But if you want, uh, and the reason for that is because of censorship issues. Uh, for example, I have a movie, uh, Silent Cry, The Darker Side of Trafficking, that is about the occult side of child sex trafficking. Uh, I have that up on Amazon. Amazon accepted it just fine. But for What Comes Next, the film, it, that's the title of it, What Comes Next, for that film, for some reason, Amazon absolutely outright rejected it. They did not offer us a reason, and they said that we were not allowed to resubmit. So there's something there that's damaging to some narrative, and that worries me because that makes me wonder what what are they worried about or what do they know? Do they know that something's coming up? 
uh, that that we don't know about yet. What is in this film that's that's so threatening? And and I don't know if it's that or if it's just Amazon is just being weird. You know, I I don't really know, but I still think it'd be a good idea to check out the movie and make that decision for yourself. So because of the censorship stuff, we're going to try to put it on another platform for rental, but we don't know if we can. And we we can't just put it up for free because again, YouTube and places not they don't only delete things, they blacklist it. So if it gets deleted from like if we put it up for free on YouTube and it gets deleted, it's blacklisted on other websites too. And it severely diminishes our opportunity to be able to get this out to people. Now, there are other platforms such as Rumble and, and things like that, but they, as of right now, while I like those platforms, they have very small, small, small user base compared to uh, more widespread things. So we're trying to, we're struggling, we're trying to find that balance. We're trying to find some way and it takes, it takes time to find out what our best and safest option is to get this into as many hands as possible. So while we're doing that, and I, I don't, I don't know if it's going to change. I don't, I don't, I can't guarantee it's going to ever be available anywhere else, uh, except here on dailyrenegade.com. It, it really all depends on what's out there. But as of right now and for the foreseeable future, the only way to watch this film is to get a monthly or a yearly membership at dailyrenegade.com. Support the ministry. You, you, if you financially support the ministry and you believe in us enough to do that, then we can trust you with the film. We can't do that just for free trial people because anybody could get a free trial. They could download or record the video and then they could go put it up somewhere else. And then if they do that and it gets deleted, then it's blacklisted. And then we're going to have even more trouble getting it out there to people. Um, actually, somebody did that with Silent Cry. They put it up on BitChute. So we have to be we have to be very careful about that. It's not about money. It's it's about censorship issues. It's about safety. It's and and there's a lot there's a lot of things involved. So for right now, dailyrenegade.com is the only place to get the film. It's the safest way that we can offer it uh, to you today. Again, that is only for paying members. But if you want a free trial. You can do that. You can see if you like the website. Um, and even if, and, and in either case, there are still some free things for you. Most specifically, we have a free episode of the Sharpening Report right now with financial expert and uh, Christian, Terry Saka. He's, uh, uh, and you'll find that right on the front page of dailyrenegade.com. You don't need a membership. And you'll get the full episode. And it explains the financial crisis that we're in now and how we as Christians can safely protect our assets with an actual Christian company. This company is amazing. That's why this episode is free, because I believe in this so much. Whatever benefit we get from making things available to members only, there, there is a certain level of protection there. Because this has to do with people protecting their own assets and and actual you know information, something that, that I believe people are going to need right now because of the current administration and the way the economy is going and for several things that Terry Saka himself has has said from his own expert opinion um I I don't want to I don't want to put a paywall in between that I I and I am taking a risk uh, I, I can't take those risks often because, again, anytime we put ourselves out there for free, we are opening ourselves up for censorship and blacklisting. And uh, we, we have to be very careful about that. But with this, I felt that it was worth taking that risk uh, because th this company is phenomenal. Um, it's, it's basically a ministry effort that they do for us Christians, and it's done through precious metals. So you can go there uh, or just go to Cornerstone Assets in the, in the 
link in the description below to requ request more information. Um, I have some silver myself from Cornerstone, and I believe every Christian should absolutely be doing this now instead of trusting satanic organizations and doomed-to-fail currency options like banks and stuff with your resources and what you leave behind for your family. I wouldn't trust any of that stuff. You, you, when you have this available, you, you have to protect yourself, you have to protect your family, you have to protect your assets. And in my opinion, Cornerstone is the only Christian company I trust with something this important, with something this vital. Uh, as, I mean, you, you've worked your life for these assets, you've worked your life to, to take care of your family. You want to make sure that other people don't come in and steal it, you know, and I don't mean just thieves, but like the government, the banks, uh, through, through any number of legal means that they have available to them to take, to take your assets. You want to make sure that that's not going to happen. Um, and in my opinion, it's the best way. Now, I don't expect you to just take my word for it. Go watch that free episode. Just go to dailyrenegade.com. You'll see that episode. You can get all the information there where I do an interview with Terry Saka and with Mike Stibbs, who works at Cornerstone. Uh, very knowledgeable people. Uh, and they themselves will talk to you if you are requesting more information. So, uh, again, you can go there, get the information, get get reach out to them if you have questions. Uh, and then I can just tell you from my own personal experience, I've been going through this company for a while now, for a few months now, and it's been n nothing but wonderful. Uh, it, it, it's been great. So I really trust these uh, people, and I, I, it's just nice that we as Christians are always looking for our own thing. We, we always want to build our own Christian thing. You know, we always hear Christians talk about we need to build our own internet, we need to build our own banks, we need to do our own thing so we don't have to rely on the world. I agree. In this area, Cornerstone has done that. Uh, so this is something where we as Christians have our own thing available to us, and we should do it. So at least educate yourself on it. Uh, again, you don't have to take my word for it. Look into it. See if it's right for you. Uh, you don't. You can do very large investments. They can roll over your 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 four hundred one ks or IRAs or anything like that. Or you can do small ones if you want to just try it out for a little while and and just kind of get a sense of the company. You know, try something small. Um, so there's several ways to to go about it. Pray about it. Uh, see what the Lord leads you to do. That's the most important thing that you can do in those regards. DailyRenegade.com. Okay, back to exoplanets. So it seems like every time a new exoplanet is discovered, the story is covered heavily in the news and interest in the possibility of extraterrestrial life is reignited. And there's even an online database uh, of all the known exoplanets. It's called the Extrasolar Planets Encyclopedia. The catalog boasts a list of 3,640 planets, 2,730 planetary systems, and 612 multiple planet systems. It was established in February of 1995, and this online encyclopedia is consistently being updated with new information and discoveries. So clearly, for something like this to even exist, exoplanets are considered a very big deal to many. Now, we saw this uh, to be true in early 2017 when reports came out stating that uh, astronomers were preparing to search for extraterrestrial biology in the atmosphere of a planet in the Wolf 1061 or 1061 star system, which is only about 14 light years away from Earth. The, the system is known to host three exoplanets and could be a target for NASA's uh, James, James Webb Space Telescope 
at some point in the future. Now, uh, that was first scheduled to launch back in 2018, um, and at the time they were talking about a possible delay until 2019. Uh, so that that's but that that obviously has already passed. So the that that infrared uh, telescope, it's, it, we could just call it JWST for short. It could be used to to, to detect atmospheric conditions and components in potentially habitable exoplanets. Other projects are being launched um are being launched in the effort to find habitable exoplanets including the 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 TESS or transisting exoplanet survey satellite uh the the CHEOPS or character, characterizing exoplanet satellite just like CHEOPS the, the Egyptian pharaoh uh, the, the pyramid, if you're familiar with Egyptian history, uh, and the, the Plato, uh, planetary transits and oscillations of stars. Now, the idea is to find planets in the habitable zone of stars with the right conditions for liquid water. If scientists can accurately determine exoplanetary atmospheres, they might be able to detect the chemicals revealing uh, inf information about actual present biology. So uh, the Wolf 1061 system hosts a small rocky exoplanet called Wolf 1061c within its habitable zone. This is one of the closest exoplanets where the possibility of finding evidence of biological life is thought great enough to justify the effort uh, in, in actually looking for it. Now, like most exoplanets found within the habitable or the Goldilocks zone, there are more factors to consider than just the zone itself. So, for example, Venus is considered to exist within the inside edge of the sun's habitable zone and is relatively close to the same size as Earth. Yet, Venus would not be considered habitable by any means. The atmosphere of Venus is so toxic and thick due to, you know, too much energy becoming trapped, it, it causes the planet to heat up to temperatures hot enough to boil lead. I don't think anything's going to be living there. Uh, scientists believe it may have been habitable at one point in the distant past, yet any water potentially existing would have long since been broken down into hydrogen and oxygen atoms. The only place on Venus considered remotely habitable is uh, high up in the atmosphere. Now that, that leads some scientists to speculate that floating life forms might currently be present, and perhaps human beings might one day inhabit Venus in cities made to float high above the crushing, you know, lower atmospheric pressures of the of the planet. But that possibility is highly, highly unlikely. It does go to show, though, that there are many factors outside of the exoplanet's size and proximity to a star to consider before determining whether one is actually habitable or not. Now, one of the biggest discoveries in the past few years uh, made, uh, was made of uh, exoplanet, made uh, about exoplanets, excuse me, um, in recent history was the TRAPPIST-1 system. The name of the system derives from the telescope that first discovered it. So the TRAPPIST, it's a transisting planets and planetismal small telescope. Uh, that's what it's called. TRAPPIST-1 is a planetary system located 39 light years, 12 parsecs away. Uh, it's located in the Aquarius constellation. The star in the TRAPPIST-1 system is 12 times less massive than our sun and only slightly larger than Jupiter. Uh, seven planets had been discovered orbiting the star. The system was first discovered by the TRAPPIST telescope um, 
addition, additionally, uh, there there were other planets this later discovered using the Trappist, uh, the the Spitzer Space Telescope, the very large telescope VLT. It is actually called that. Uh, 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 Ukert and the Liverpool Telescope and the William Herschel Telescope. So all planets in in the Trappist One system pass in front of their star from our perspective here on Earth. The planets were discovered in a way many other exoplanets are discovered. Uh, regular and repeated shadows of the planets are cast during their orbit around the star, and that allows transit signals to be used to measure the orbital, uh, orbital periods, sizes, and masses of the planets. Now, it was discovered that the planets are consistent with a uh, rocky composition. It was also found that the planets in the TRAPPIST-1 system have sizes and masses really similar to those of Earth and Venus. They receive an amount of light from their star that is similar to that of many of the planets in our own solar system, from Mercury to beyond Mars. Uh, the TRAPPIST-1 exoplanets are considered the most optimal for uh, habitation compared with any other exoplanet discovered. And there's great hope within the scientific community of discovering evidence of biological life on one or more of the TRAPPIST-1 exoplanets. Now, in the minds of certain scientists specializing in these areas, what will increase the chances of that, of that great hope that they have uh, being realized may not reside in a rocky world, but rather in a watery world, a planet covered entirely or at least mostly with liquid water. Now, from a purely scientific and perhaps all-around logical point of view, the existence of liquid water should drastically increase the chances of finding extraterrestrial life on any given planet or moon. Of course, as of now, the only planet that we have to compare anything to is our own. But more than 70% of Earth is covered in water. Now, that might not be as much as we'd like to, th this might not be as much as we'd like to think, according to certain scientists. So a recent article published for monthly notes of the Royal Astronomical Society seems to indicate that Earth is on the low end of water percentage for inhabitable planets, according to their own simulations. So... Uh, the, the study suggests that if there are other inhabitable planets in the universe, most of them should be dominated by oceans spanning over 90% of their surface. Uh, the ones primarily covered by land, like Mars, for example, would likely be uninhabitable due to the lack of water. And basically, the way it goes is the more water, the better chances for life. So, some scientists have shifted their attention from land-based exoplanets to literal water worlds in the hope of finding complex organisms. So, the article suggests that a planet must maintain a certain balance if, it's, if, it, if it is to have extensive land masses along with large oceans. Now, there's several factors in that, that contribute to striking that balance, such as the amount of water on the surface of the planet, the available space to store it, and the existence of varying and dynamic uh, topographical features. So, in short, a planet would have to have uh, both land and ocean in a significant way and have lots of water, lots of space, and plenty of ocean basins and mountain ranges. So, if the oceans are too shallow and the land altitude is too low, excess water will cover most of the planet's surface, making life on land extremely difficult. Uh, the vast variety of the Earth's topography allows for approximately 30% of land to remain above water. Now, the study claims that Earth is likely unique in this regard. It's theorized that uh, most 
most potentially habitable planets found within the Goldilocks zone, which is the correct proximity to a star where water can exist without boiling away or freezing, uh, would be water worlds. Now, of course, the models used within the article are not made from direct observation of exoplanets. They're speculations based on various models of hypothetical exoplanets. And that's something we need to keep in mind, too. When discoveries are made, we have to be really careful to actually read the article and not go based on what the headline says. Uh, we, we have to, we have to really dig to see how much of the discovery in question, uh, is based on speculation or based on simulations that are speculative. So we have to be very careful of that. Now, scientists are still unsure of how planets actually get their water in the first place. Uh, remember, this is from a scientific perspective, one in which God did it is not normally a sufficient answer. It might be sufficient for us, but it's not going to be from their perspective. So to them, you know, the most popular theory states that most of Earth's water was brought by asteroids and comets. Now, if that were to be true, it would be nearly impossible to predict the amount of water on any planet without the benefit of direct observation. Um, every star system is different in terms of number of asteroids, comets, moons, other nearby planets, that's, that sort of stuff, which uh, can all affect the outcome of water delivery if that's, in fact, how planets got their water. Now, the idea of water worlds is sometimes used to explain why we have yet to make contact with an extraterrestrial intelligence. If Earth is as unique in the universe as that article suggests that it is, and if there is life elsewhere in the universe, it would likely be marine life. Now, it's very unlikely that an intelligent civilization with high-level technology could actually develop on a world dominated by water. Um, even if this were somehow the case, the type of technology used would likely be so vastly different from our own, which is primarily land and air-based, that we wouldn't even know how to detect any signals of it. Now, of course, the discussion of possible extraterrestrial life is not purely a scientific one, and it's also not purely a theological one, but it's found somewhere in between. So we recognize the scientific importance of liquid water in the search for intelligent life elsewhere in the cosmos, but what role does water actually play theologically? That's the other side of this coin. How, how did ancient Near Eastern religions, such as uh, what we find in the Bible, but, but other pagan religions in the area, uh, which believed in the existence of a wide range of intelligent entities outside the scope of human beings, how did they view water? You know, was water as important to the ancient gods as it seems to be in the search for life outside of Earth? From an ancient perspective, is water connected with life as it is from a scientific perspective today? Now, interestingly enough, what we discover uh, is just the opposite. It, it, it is uh, really, really interesting how these things connect and they always have connected. This this discovery or this search for ex, uh, water worlds, for exoplanets with water, it's not new. It's actually, it's a new manifestation of a very old, old, old truth, an ancient uh, motivation. And we are going to talk about the significance of spiritual water worlds or the sea and monsters, uh, other creatures from these worlds, from the ancient Near East. 
We're going to talk about that in the members only section. If you haven't had a chance, please get a membership today and get the rest of this episode, plus so much more, including my documentary film, What Comes Next, that looks into where official disclosure of UFOs and aliens is going to take us in the very near future. Plus, how Derek Gilbert and I were able to successfully predict not only the move of the U.S. Embassy to Jerusalem, but also the release of information from the Pentagon concerning UFOs back in 2018 when we first got official disclosure. Derek and I predicted that, and in the film we teach you that same formula, that that same code, that that same method by which uh, we can predict things um in, in the future, we, we lay it out, how it, how it works, what it can, what it can't do, uh, and all, all in the hopes that we can be better prepared for what's ahead. So that is the film, What Comes Next. You can only get the film by being a monthly or a yearly member at dailyrenegade.com. And you'll also get the rest of this episode there. Uh, so also, I want to quickly mention, for those of you who have been uh, following our, our family, uh, as many of you know, our seven-year-old son has uh, leukemia. He is in remission for now, thank God, but he is also in maintenance therapy to make sure he stays that way. On top of that, uh, a whole host of other mental issues have presented themselves, which is extremely expensive to deal with, and frankly, we, we for the type of care that that his doctors are, are suggesting that he should get. We, we just simply don't have enough money for a lot of that. For example, here's a short story that I can share. Um, at one point, his doctor said that he's going to need a, a, a pill that is uh, about $500 a month just for one, for one pill. Uh, we don't have that kind of money. You know, now we're looking into other options to see what else is out there, but he has very, very specialized needs that uh, re require a lot of unique attention. And I, I know I'm being a bit vague, but I want to be very, very careful for other reasons that I, I just can't publicly talk about right now. Uh, a lot of it is we, a lot of it is we just don't know. There's a lot we just don't know, and I don't want to speculate. We're still learning what is going on with Nathan, um, but it's a very long and very unfortunately expensive process, and we are hitting a lot of roadblocks. So first and foremost, please keep us in prayer, uh, but we're also asking if, if you care to donate, if you want to help uh, financially, the best place to do it right now is paypal.me slash joshpeckdisclosure. Uh, you, you can help us out there, um, and that, that's that's the best way. So, uh, that's what's going on with Nathan. There's a lot more to that story that we'll share when we can. We just can't do it. There's not a responsible way to, 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 to really say much more at this, at this point. So, uh, I will leave it at that. But, you, you know, as far as the donation stuff goes, pray about it. And if God leads you to do it, great. If not, that's totally fine. Um, that's not a reflection of your spirituality or your relationship with Jesus or anything like that, at, at least not in my opinion. So uh, we're not looking at it like that. And I'm not into the seed sower stuff. You know, I, I, I'm not going to say if you support this ministry, then God's going to bless you. I'd like, I'm not into making promises for God, and I'm never going to do that kind of thing. So um, th this would just be a nice thing that if you're able to do, it would really help us out. So, and if not, that... Totally fine. Uh, you, you can spend a couple minutes praying for us. That, that would, that would greatly help. 
help us out. So, uh, so I'll leave it at that. Again, paypal.me slash Josh Peck Disclosure. And again, for the film and to support our ministry, dailyrenegade.com is the place to go. And that is where uh, we're going to be talking about the ancient Near East concept of ancient water worlds, exoplanet water worlds, and, and how that has to do with things that we find in the Bible, like Leviathan and stuff like that. So uh, make sure you join us there, dailyrenegade.com. So members, hang on the line. Everybody else, thank you so much for joining us. Till next time, take care and God bless.